3, 2, 1. Hello, this is Pedro Hipólito and... Mohamed Bana. And this is the sixth episode of the Good Hope podcast, recorded on the 10th of February. Hello, Mr. Bana. How are you? <laughs> Hi, how are you, Pedro? <laughs> I asked first. It's been a week. I asked first. <laughs> I'm well, I'm well. <laughs> okay. I'm at the office in Durban okay. and uh, we're doing well. We're mm -hmm. quite healthy, uh, looking after ourselves. Still staying a bit in isolation, just from office to home, not going out too much. But uh, malls are open, people are moving around. Fantastic. And I think the hospitals have eased its pressure in Durban. So the one hospital which I knew had a capacity of 120 in the ICU is now down to 30 patients. So there's big improvements. Uh, numbers are dropping on COVID. Oh, fantastic. Here, no. Here, it's slight improvements, but everything is locked down here in Portugal. Restaurants shut down, you know, all of that. So, mm -hmm. uh, even companies are forced to use remote work. Yeah? Yeah. I think they need that just to contain it. Otherwise, the hospitals can't cope. Yeah. The, the, the main, I think the main mistake was to, to give everyone a free pass for Christmas. So, you know what? Go visit family, blah, yeah. blah, blah. All of that created uh, an issue. A spike. Yeah. That's it. But now it's going to be fixed. The vaccination is underway also, so yeah. sooner or later it's going to be fixed. So now with the vaccinations, in fact, we were just speaking to one of our clients. Uh, we had a meeting with one of our Portuguese clients with a South African company, and he said there's a big demand for refrigeration and cold storage for the vaccines. Uh -huh. Okay. You know, so... They got this gap in the market now where they need cold storage and refrigerations. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. so there's always a spin-off on the market. No, there's always an opportunity in, in each crisis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But and how's your last week been? It's very interesting on the markets. Yeah, the, the, the crypto markets is, is crazy, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk has bitten the bullet. Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Big purchase. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I see it as somehow as a confirmation on the on that uh, Bitcoin is now fully institutional. Yeah, I think by Elon buying, a lot of public that weren't aware of crypto or Bitcoin now are aware. Like my mother sent me a message, and my cousin sent me a message. Everyone now talks about it. You know. Yes. Yes. Well, what we've been talking about maybe for a few months, now everyone starts recognizing Bitcoin more as a topic of conversation for the week. Yeah, no, I, I think now it's going to move very fast into a typical institutional asset, uh, materialize a big part of its potential value within maybe the next 12 months, and then that's it. Uh, because we are now at a point that is, is so obvious uh it's so obvious that it doesn't take uh, much courage anymore much uh it, 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 we don't need to be a visionary to mm. to feel it mm. um even us we, risk, we, 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 we invested before tesla so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what i told a lot of people even in my family i said in this this day and age elon musk is regarded as a what would you say as a professor or, you know, another Einstein, a rocket scientist. Mm -hmm. Let's call yeah. him a rocket scientist, yes. right? Yes. Uh, and I said, don't forget, I told you about Bitcoin before him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, that, that, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, Michael Saylor had a conference, online conference. Uh, there was about 1,400 CEOs attending. I think <clears throat> more than 26,000 people tried to login mm -hmm. but obviously those that didn't attend the conference then it came on youtube and my uh, micro strategy put out a channel and openly for free published all their content and i think we're going to see a ripple effect of even small mind uh, you know small purchases not on the scale of elon musk like 1.2 billion dollars but even if people put uh call it a couple hundred thousand dollars you're going to definitely see adoption taking place. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I saw someone explaining uh, uh, th- uh, an aspect that I, I found interesting for big corporates, is that um, for a, a big or small, it doesn't matter the size of the corporation, but on accounting for accounting purposes, if a profitable corporation buys any asset, and that asset could be uh, Bitcoin, uh, b- while you don't sell, you don't have to. Uh, record the profit uh, from the increase in the valuation. Okay, the capital, capital gain. So yeah. let's say, yeah. So let's say the bit, uh, Bitcoin goes from thirty thousand euros to sixty thousand euros. You don't record anything. So uh, basically, you don't pay any taxes, but you have an asset that has more value. But if Bitcoin moves from thirty thousand euros to ten thousand euros. These twenty thousand, you can record a provision, and that will will create like a tax shield, uh, because it's be, it's going to be discounted on profit when it goes down. So this creates an asymmetrical uh, benefit because uh, when it goes up, you don't record, but when it goes down, you 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 discount your profit by by the potential loss. Yeah. yeah. And so is this in Portugal or? There was an American channel explaining that uh, Tesla is going to uh, to do accounting like this. That the, the account, when they informed the SEC, they they somehow mentioned that they would be conservative and would record losses, but not really uh, profits coming from the Bitcoin. Yeah. Mm. What I find now, what's going to happen, it's interesting to see how each country starts to accept or try and block cryptocurrency. So I think Nigeria now have made a declaration that they don't want to get people or allow people to trade. Am I right? What was Nigeria's stance? Uh, basically, the, the, central, the central bank uh, forbidden that banks uh, allow accounts to uh, wire money connected to cryptocurrencies transactions. So mm. you cannot transfer money to an exchange Buy or, or, or take out. Well, if you have, if you have the Bitcoin in, in, in an exchange, nothing blocks you from continuing, but you cannot retrieve the money back to Nigeria, to a bank account. Mm. Mm. So this is basically saying, if you move to crypto, you better and be sure that, that your life is going to be paid for in crypto. Mm-hmm. Because there's no going back to the bank account. That's what I'm showing that on the screen right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we can see this. So I also read that. Yeah. I so think you shared this on Twitter. You, you have savings in Bitcoin. You can still buy a house in Bitcoin. Nobody's going to control that or monitor that. Mm-hmm. But and you can even sell and keep uh, your your dollars in an exchange. But you can never again pull it back while this is standing to a bank account. So forces people to be very sure uh, of what uh, that the future is crypto. So what I find interesting now is once uh, you purchase your first cryptocurrency or any Satoshis or Bitcoin, the next question a business person will start looking at is on the tax angle or where should I buy it? Should I buy it in my company? Should I buy it in my trust? Should I buy it in my personal name? Should I take the money offshore and buy it in a international wallet. And uh, what I noticed is Portugal so happens to be that you are in Portugal and Portugal seems to be in very good favor and holding on a tax regulations. Am I right? For individuals, yes. So for individuals, there's no doubts that it's tax free. So whatever... Wow, that, that's really amazing. That's yeah. a big bonus. Yeah. So whatever uh, money I make from crypto is, is tax-free. So is the government clearly creating an incentive for this new technology to, to be developed here? Portugal, no, South Africa doesn't have that. Uh, yeah. Portugal is very tech-friendly. There is a lot of tech startups and a lot of even multinational companies do, doing what we call here in Europe, or at least globally, in English, near-shoring. So, for example, it's uh, an American company, but the software development team is here. Even mm. Nigerian companies, big Nigerian companies, uh, Jumia, for example, is, yeah, yeah. 
the all the IT side, all the software engineers, all developers are are in here, Portugal. Are in Portugal. Because yeah. I think the CEOs are sitting in Germany. Yeah. The the actual business is Nigerian, but the software is all run from Portugal. Yes. Jumia. Yeah. It's just because it's the quality of life is very friendly, so it's easy to move people from multiple countries to live here. Assemble teams, okay. a fair cost of living, very safe, good weather. It's a good place to attract people to. So I actually think it's a good move on Portugal's side to allow this tax-free for uh, Portugal residents, <laughs> Portuguese residents, because I think you're definitely going to see people that want to sell assets, move it into crypto or Bitcoin. And they'll probably want to look for safe havens like uh, like Portugal. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, South Africa hasn't reached that stage. We'll still pay a 40% capital gains if we move our uh, Bitcoin back to rands. Yes. So I think I should move to Portugal now. <laughs> <laughs> so Things are becoming more and more obvious. Every, every, every few months, it's more and more pushing me towards Portugal, right? Yeah. So when yeah. the capital capital gains is forty percent, this is almost the same situation as Nigeria. You cannot yeah. you once you invest, you cannot move it back. Well, you can. is is not like it's in Nigeria is really forbidden, but if mm. you have to pay forty percent on the profit, you know. Yeah, defeats the whole purpose of investing. Yes. Or like takes out the fun, huh? Mm -hmm. Takes yeah. out forty percent of the fun. Let's say that. Yes. <laughs> okay, and do you think? Um, you're going to feel, see a lot of people now moving to Portugal because of just this fact? Do you think people will take residency out of the, for this reason? I think the Portuguese government doesn't do well. Something that, for example, American governments in general from the states or from the federal government do, that is promotion. So the decision is correct. The decision creates the incentive. But if we don't promote, uh, people don't know. And people don't know how to how to act, but and I how to follow the process exactly. So um, not sure. We, we, there is a very famous uh, family, is even called the Bitcoin family, that mm -hmm. moved to Portugal. Okay, uh, maybe we should I saw invite them on YouTube. We should invite yeah. them for this podcast one day. We should. We should. <laughs> so where were they from? Um, I really don't know. I don't know the, the background, but I remember even three years ago, something like that, seeing them on, on TV, seeing a lot of videos about them. It's very easy to find this, the CNBCs yes. covering their life because a very early on, even when Bitcoin was not so hot like it is now, uh, they decided to, to become uh, Bitcoin exclusive. Yeah, they sold all their belongings and invested yes, in Bitcoin. Yes, yes. The same what I saw is mm -hmm. he had a Bitcoin credit card. I actually watched a small YouTube video on, on that family. So when he was using the credit card, buying something like a can of Coke for fiat currency, it would deduct and do the, the exchange straight away, mm -hmm. you know, the payment gateway. That, that's another whole thing I find that, uh, okay, if Portugal is going to allow people to benefit from zero tax, you know, on this capital gains on Bitcoin, then people would obviously want to store their, uh, let's say, assets, move their assets or money into Bitcoin, but then they'll want to use it. So payment gateways in shops, you'd, you'd want to go to a cinema and buy a ticket. You'd want to go into a shop and buy something, a car, clothing. Uh, all payment gateways are going to start accepting Bitcoin now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, me, yeah, but me personally, I, I, I don't see, I don't see, um, I don't know, I, people I, I, using it. No, because it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's, 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 to sell, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Because you basically sell. you are selling uh, in a non uh, in a non uh, present way. You you don't you don't know you are selling. You don't feel you are selling. But suddenly you go back and you see oh, Alpha Bitcoin disappeared. Because, in, you know, let's be clear, for normal day-to-day -day transactions, fiat is yeah. perfect. I don't, yeah. I, I, I think people start mixing concepts because to me, I don't have any issue with using euros for domestic, I'm not talking about international, for domestic day-to-day yes. -day transactions, both on the personal side, 
I use cash, I use I wire money, I use I swipe my card, always work, never fails. The price is in euros, my bank account is in euros, everything is aligned, so there is no fluctuations, there is no mm. so I, I, yeah. I if someone comes to me and says, You want a Bitcoin card? My answer is no. I, I don't right. want it. Because you're looking at it more long term, like a five year, ten year investment, and you don't like, let's say if you own a property, you're not going to be start paying with pieces of your property. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I think the, the, yeah, the, 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 it's the an asset to keep. Satoshi Nakamoto may be a genius on cryptographic, but was not a genius in marketing because it's not a coin. Mm -hmm. the, the name coin, <laughs> I think yes. the brand coin creates confusion. Most people I, think it's a payment system. It's not. In fact, it's, it's a terrible payment system. Bitcoin for payments is yes. is 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 so is so bad it's very it's, slow it's very and, slow uh, it can it can get congested can get traffic heavy traffic and last for days to clear uh it's not a payment method so i, I picked i picked that topic up what you're saying is that it is not the fastest it's not the you know the easiest thing to use on a daily basis but uh, it stood the test of time since it's been created. And nice. after that, about 6,000 other crypto coins got created and tried to actually be, become the next Bitcoin. But Bitcoin just stood the test of time uh, so far, the short lifespan that it's got. Let's call it uh, from inception till now. But I get what you're saying, because if you're going to a shop and a can of Coke is one euro, okay, you're going to just take out your euros and buy the can of Coke or put your credit card and buy your dinner. Uh, you won't want to sell any of your Bitcoin. That's a long-term investment of a yes. store of value. I think, yeah, that is a good definition. And, and that is one. And the second one, I also don't feel it's it's very fair the, to say that another 6,000 came and it's because the, the other 6,000, the ones that are relevant are not really uh, competitors because the function is not the same. Hmm. You, you, you understand? It's like saying uh, uh, cars were not destroyed by motorcycles. Okay, but it's, it's not the same machine. You understand? <laughs> it's not the same purpose. It's not the same. Uh, Ethereum is not a competitor of Bitcoin. You know, Cardano yes. is not a competitor of Bitcoin. Filecoin is not a competitor of Bitcoin. So there and is. They serve different purposes. Exactly. It's different machines. It's different machines. And people confuse them just because they look at the ranking and on the top on the header says cryptocurrencies. And people just, okay, grab the slogan cryptocurrency and think like it's Toyota versus BMW. But it's mm. not even the same machine. It's not the same mm -hmm. purpose. So, so I also feel the name Bitcoin, it's, it's not such an app name. So I tell, started telling people, you rather call it Satoshi's. Or bit or bit asset, you know, <laughs> it's more an asset. It's more like gold. Nobody takes gold to a shop. It's not even accepted. No one walks around with the gold. No, no, but right? but this is another confusion. You know, gold is not a payment method. Even a gold coin. You enter a shop in Lisbon with some Kruger rands. No one is going to sell you a thing. It won't be accepted. It won't be accepted. Even the five hundred euro banknote. Uh, creates discomfort. Anyone that uses the 500 euro banknote, for example, in Portugal, uh, would cre creates discomfort in the transaction because typically that note is used to store value, yeah, okay. not to okay. pay. Someone that right. takes a, a gold coin to a shop or a diamond to a shop, I want to pay for these coats and take some diamonds. So come on, guy. Either you swipe a credit card or you give me some paper money, some fiat, or get out of my sh of my shop. So Bitcoin is not never going to be used as a payment method. It's not designed to do that. There is many other uh, crypto assets that are closer to that. And in fact, I don't know anyone complaining about fiat for payments. For storing value is different. If right. it's too kept, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, there's two different, two different. Call it. Uh, there's a purpose for everything. Exactly. So it's just because we are aggregating all of them under a title cryptocurrencies and market caps, people get confused. But it's completely different things. Mm -hmm. It's like saying that 
uh, oh, Amazon is the king and therefore there is no Twitter. This mm. today would be completely stupid. Say, but wh why are you even comparing Amazon with Twitter? Because it's completely different mm. assets. The only thing is that they finish with .com and it's a website. But apart from that, the function, all of that is, is completely different. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I get you. I just, uh, and, and I agree with what you're saying. But I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how each country starts to adapt to rules and regulations and what banks do and how accountants will start placing. And people obviously start off with just a simple, I would say in South Africa, a Luno wallet or a Binance wallet and put money from their personal accounts. Now, as things evolve, you'd find people in a company or a trust or you know, investment companies holding some, like Grayscale or hedge fund managers. Yeah, yeah. Just as a store of value, yeah. No, I think, I think, so. I, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be accepted because what's the difference between Bitcoin and gold? It's the same thing. What, when I don't agree is when people start saying, and because of gold, everything is going to be gold. No, mm. I'm mm. that I'm one hundred percent sure is not going to happen. It's the same as, yeah. as, as this Peter Schiff saying that gold is this, gold is that. But there is yeah, the version yeah. of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is this, Bitcoin is that. It's great. Gold is also great. And, when that guy but, talks on Twitter, sometimes you feel it. He'd rather just not comment. Because the amount of backlash comments he gets and negative comments, I feel embarrassed for him. <laughs> no, but he's, he's, he's doing the same thing as the other guys on the, on the Bitcoin side. He's doing the yeah. same thing. Most of those guys have an incentive. And yeah. what they say is 99% true, but on both sides. But Extreme. we must understand that they, are, they have a business to run and they are promoting their product. That's, mm. what, that's what they are saying. I, I, I still continue to say there is room for gold. I think Bitcoin is better than gold, but in my opinion, there is room for gold. It's not possible that something that is 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 years old with value to disappear and disappear just because of, the, of a technological innovation. And by the way, this technological innovation, I would not, if someone tells me, you know, you have 100% certainty is going to last forever. No, I don't. I, I think no one, the, the problem is when you look into sources of information, I try to look at, a lot at angles of things that can go wrong because. Uh, all those guys are never. Even if they know a weak point, they will never talk about it. They will just say bye, 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 bye. Even Elon Musk, he was quietly buying Bitcoin and promoting Dogecoin. What does he say yeah. about? Is he a clear, transparent conversation? No. I found that upset a lot of people because he misled a lot of people. But and Dogecoin uh, was just a meme coin. You know, it it had nothing. It was like zero cents coin created for nothing he just showed the power that what a tweet could do so he's just tweeting to about dogecoin for the viewers that don't uh, know this and then the coin started going from one cent to two cents to three cents obviously one cent to two cents hundred percent up am i right Pedro? but but I, I think it's not just him i think it's not just him that's what i'm trying to say i think all the i, I think michael seller is the same I think the Winklevoss brothers are the, are the same. I think all of those guys are the same. They have a mission that is to promote. What is better for them is to promote. To promote, they will focus on the positives. They are very smart guys. They know all the negatives, but they will never touch it. They will never mention it. They will never inform people. They want to, to create a cult. Mm. Um, this is what I feel. This is what I feel about uh, about this space, and it's good because they have to promote it, they have to push it, they have to create a new reality. I understand, but uh, smart people should see both sides. I think that's my opinion. I think in future maybe we must get certain people that we can get access to to come onto our podcast and have these conversations with them as yeah, we yeah. go, you know, and uh, we'll talk about who we can get on and just get a different opinion on what's happening. Mm -hmm. So, what else is new in Portugal? Bad weather. It's raining. It's raining, you know. 
winter. <laughs> yeah. And I see... Uh... But just, just to, to finalize, one of the things that I find uh, interesting about this crypto space, mm -hmm. for example, these guys, Winklevoss and others, that bought when no one would see it. This, yes. is, this I find interesting. This I find food for thought. Visionary. You think, exactly, you think because visionary. now he's now marketing machines and now they create the cult and now they create the hype. Yeah. But I think they also got another company called Gemini or something like that, that they own. So they've a company that deals in Bitcoin. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm a client. Person. I'm a client of Gemini. Right. But, but what? Uh, what I'm saying is uh, people that, that made moves in, in 2011, yeah? 2010, 2011, 2012, when no one would understand it, when no one would promote it, when no one would talk about it. Mm. This is where I think it's the learning uh, opportunity. Is mm. uh, they, they, they don't try, they, they, they were not trying to belong to a club or to be there was no to a club group. then. Yeah. There was no club. They were saying, I analyze this asset, I see certain characteristics. I'm going to make uh, to make a bet, and you see, for I'm example, make a decision, exactly. Yeah. And you see, for example, the the Winklevoss guys, they have investments in multiple assets, and they are trying to do it again because uh, uh, some of those assets will have value, and now they are at ten ten dollars. Nobody knows their name, but uh, maybe in ten years' time they will be a multi-billion dollar. Uh, hundreds of billions of dollars uh, assets this is where i see the value is when these guys the same way they saw the opportunity for uh, i have a big admiration for these two guys because they saw it before other people they saw it on facebook they saw it on crypto they move without needing to to have the support of other people or to be believed or to be for them, it's not a party. For them, it's an intellectual exercise. That's what I'm trying to say. They are not necessarily celebrating. They are building something out of nothing. It's the zero to one that I talked before. It's the zero to one that always impresses me. It's the capacity to dedicate their energy, their focus, and their drive to build something out of literally zero. This is interesting. Yeah. So, you know... People, people heard about Bitcoin in 2016, 2015. There was a lot of, I mean, when it spiked up, remember in 2017? Yes. I actually bought in 2016 and sold by 2017 as it went up. Mm -hmm. And then there was a crash. Yes. But I think COVID, let, let's get to the realistic situation in 2020. COVID accelerated, in my opinion, what could have taken 10 years if COVID didn't come. Yes. So... If COVID didn't pitch up COVID-19 and this virus that we have, there wouldn't have been uh, a demand or let's say a need to print so much dollars, US dollars, mm -hmm. okay? So the f I, I feel like the Fed's just been printing so much money and that accelerated and helped Bitcoin go up, in my opinion. Yes, I have one doubt. I have one thing that I don't see many people discussing. And this is the thing that, for example, we say, let's say, Bitcoin at 100,000, yeah? Because of, of, of uh, inflation and because the government keeps printing money. The question is, those 100,000 don't have the same value as the 10,000 before. You understand? Because it's not just Bitcoin that is appreciating, it's everything. When you inject money into the economy... Mm -hmm. uh, I understand that people look for reserve assets, but cars also will become more expensive. Houses also will become more expensive. Uh, restaurants will become more expensive. Inflation, inflation taking place. So the, when you say Bitcoin at three hundred thousand, true, fantastic, great. But those three hundred thousand, the, the car is gone up. Exactly, the same house that costed uh, before three hundred thousand now costs uh, nine hundred thousand. Now you still have one third of the amount of the house. <laughs> I have this feeling, but yeah. no, again, no one talks about it because it's just hype. It's just hype. Mm. Uh, and I, I, I understand it creates an emotion and it's a party, but when you make the right questions, you know, 
How is it possible that only Bitcoin appreciates? It's not going to happen. Every single is going to appreciate. So basically, what's going to happen is that you don't lose value. You, you stop losing value, but you stop losing value, but you don't doesn't necessarily make it. Yeah. Yeah, but gold hasn't been going up from last year to this year as much. Mm -hmm. In fact, gold went down. Yeah, yeah. Why is that? So, you know what? I don't know all the answers. I'm also just trying to figure things out. So, but I would have expected the pandemic that came and all the lockdowns, the lockdowns in Portugal, the lockdowns. We've, had, we've been through two lockdowns in South Africa. I would have expected people to swing towards gold you know, as a safe haven and, and push the gold price up. And I was actually disappointed. Yeah, because uh, I, 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 I feel that somehow uh, we, we live in an illusion because you, you, you look at the stock market, everything is, 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 is increasing. So why should people go into reserve assets? When you see hmm. the, the, the S&P 500, everything, there is no crisis. Everything is increasing. The question is, when it crashes, then I know that gold will spike, but we don't know what will happen to Bitcoin. Probably we'll have the same behavior as gold, but we don't know because in 2008, there was no Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> so everything is just hype, marketing, and futurology and celebration, but there is no observation. There is not a single observation point of what happens when there is a meltdown on the financial system. The last one was before Bitcoin. But you know, in was it Feb, March last year, right? The markets did take a big dip, about 20, 30 percent, okay, mm -hmm. when, when the pandemic started. And I thought, okay, this is what's going to happen. The you know, markets are dropping because there's a pandemic in the world. But such a huge surprise. Markets started rallying up and it's like a bull run in a pandemic. I can't make heads or tails out of it, you know? I mean, where's all this money coming from getting flooded into the market? I mean, you've seen Amazon, Tesla, Apple, all-time highs. No, this is a bubble. <laughs> What do you think? Can you hear me? Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry, the connection went off. I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, the connection yeah, went yeah. off. I, now it's good. Did you hear what I said? I said that you find Amazon, Tesla. Can you hear me now? Yeah, the line is breaking now. I feel the line is breaking a little bit, but I understood uh, what you said. Okay. But uh, I don't know. Do you think it's a bubble? That's the question. You have an opinion on that? You know, with Tesla, if you look at the amount of cars they're manufacturing, okay, and the amount of sales they're doing on cars, it's not in parallel with the share price. It's nowhere near. Wow, the line is going. So it's people that are, are buying shares okay. in, in future hope. Just wait one moment, okay. Mr. Banner. We're having some connection issues. Okay. Try again. If not, if if not, we close the episode. We continue next week. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can you hear me now? It's good. It's good. Okay. So what I was saying is that the production. Try to kill your camera. Units Try to of kill your that Tesla makes. Mm -hmm. My camera. This is just okay. to see if the audio improves. Yeah. Okay. Is that making a difference? I don't know. If you don't talk, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Okay, we can probably cut this part out. <laughs> no, just go ahead. But no, no, no. no. We don't cut. It's just you know, it's part saying, of an international podcast. Okay, so I, I was... Go ahead. I was saying that uh, the sales in Tesla do not go in parallel with what the share price is doing. Okay? Yes. And... They actually don't have uh, a phenomenal sales, uh, you know, sales number in their cars, but the share price is just flying high. Is it a bubble? I don't know because when would people sell their Tesla shares? Or people? It it all has to depend on people holding on to the shares for how long, 
and where is the value? Because these shares don't pay dividends. I don't think they pay high dividends like Coca-Cola no, no. or Pepsi or stuff like that. No. Didn't pay. Yeah. What's your opinion? I think it's tough to have these kind of valuations. Is is I think he's mostly um uh non educated investors, you know fueled by hype this is what i feel if you go to most te guys that own tesla sh shares and you ask what's the revenue of the company they have no clue hmm. uh, and there is an effect that because the exchange rates are so low you don't discount as much future cash flow yeah Right. So companies like Tesla, all their value is in the future because the present yes. has limited value, zero almost, yeah? And the, all the value is in the future. When interest rates are high, you discount a lot the future. When interest rates are zero, like now, then the future is like the present. And that uh, inflates companies like Tesla, like PayPal, just because you are not discounting future cash flows. But still, having said this, I know this is an important part of it, uh, mm. you have to believe they will dominate, for example, batteries. Uh, it's not because of the cars. The question is, will uh, Mercedes, BMW, Toyota, will they use Tesla batteries? Because yes. the car is just... The, the car is nice, but is an uh, enabler of production of batteries. And the real asset, the real technology is batteries, is self-driving cars, autopilots, stuff like that. It's, it's, it's not the car. It's parts of the car that have a lot of value because they can be used as an industry standard. Exactly in the same way that Apple uses Samsung screens on iPhones. Yes. So I agree. I think uh, energy is going to be a big market or industry in the future, in the next 10 to 20 years, uh, everyone's going to, there's a race on for getting cheaper, cleaner energy. Mm -hmm. And Tesla I, I is one of the I think you can try the, the screen back. The, try to bring the video back to see if okay. you can recover it. Is that better? I don't know. Let's see. Okay. So, yeah, talking about energy and Tesla is there. I, I think coming back to that point, it made a lot of sense what you're saying. When money is cheap, when interest rates are low, people can afford to borrow at 1% and 2% and speculate because all they need is to beat 1% or 2% mm -hmm. on the share price. Yeah. So guys are borrowing at 1% or 2%, putting it into shares like Amazon, Tesla, Apple. All they need is to beat 3 4% and they're in the green. Mm -hmm. So, But when interest rates are high, people won't make that much speculation. Exactly. You go for safe, yeah. for safe, uh, high dividend stock. When, mm. when 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 interest is low, you go for high risk future, betting on the future, betting mm. on the future. That's it. Uh, so I don't know, but I I, I feel there is a, a high probability of a mega crash. You do. I feel there is a probability, a high probability. And just on the just on these tech companies in America, or do you feel it will come across Europe? Or because is it possible that this COVID has no no no? Because if there is a mega crash in America, then it's global. Yeah, it's like exactly like two thousand and eight. Maybe it takes three months to hit Europe, but it's going to hit. Yeah, ripple uh, effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like exactly like two thousand and eight that was originated on the subprime, exclusively an American issue but very quickly you know we had banks in europe collapsing you had greece collapsing mm. um so it, if it happens it's going to be global uh, because i i think the cost of the lockdown is massive the cost of yeah. this lockdown is massive all these uh companies i i think there is a, a lot of companies that are on, on the edge of bankruptcy uh, and just kicking the can down the road, just from week to week, month to month. You know, delaying payments to suppliers, finding things like that. But it's not, uh, I think it's not credible to say, you know what, there is this COVID and 
if you go anywhere online, it's just guys, woo, victory, another 10%, another 15%, I bet on this stock, it doubled, I, uh, this crypto is growing. On GameStop, on GameStop. <laughs> but, but, you know, but GameStop and others. <laughs> you know, GameStop, GameStop is, is particularly stupid, uh, let's say. Uh, yeah, yeah, bet. yeah. That was just a meme, a meme that went viral then. But I, I, I think like everyone is celebrating like there is no crisis. And one day, somebody's going shut down the light. Is 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 exactly the music's like, going to stop when yeah, the music stops? Is exactly like the, the. You know, there's a saying I used. I I heard a long time ago, and I said the saying many times. They say when the tide goes out, then you see who's wearing shorts or not. <laughs> yes, and you know who says this? Is Warren Buffett. Yeah. I, I sometimes I wonder. You know me. Is he talking about himself? <laughs> Is he talking about himself? Because he's like this saying, I told you so. Yeah. When I die, you'll see. <laughs> you know, you know how you get a Mike Tyson boxing match. Mm. I think if I put Warren Buffett and you in a room, I'd love to have that conversation. Huh? No, no, uh, no they, 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 there's no possible conversation because it's a black box. You understand? Yeah. Uh, he owns all the information. Nobody knows. Mm -hmm. Everyone, I, I think that every single person that says uh, Berkshire Hathaway is great doesn't know what he's talking about because no one knows. He's so yeah. old and so big that literally no one knows. We are just believing on Instagram memes. You see, no one but, knows. But then it comes back to Tesla also. Uh, Americans, I feel, okay, look, let's say everything from America gets ripple effect into the world, okay? Americans love heroes. They love to find a person and worship a person or put them on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. So Elon Musk has become this person. Oh, Elon Musk. And, 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 and no one looks at the numbers. How many cars get produced? How many cars? Do you know right now... They, they have a quality problem in China. They've yes. got a factory yes. set up in China. Right now, currently, this month, as we speak, in January 2021, there's a quality problem in the Tesla factory. But no one's talking about that. Yes. That should be dropping the price of the share down. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> but everyone just looks like, this is Elon. It's like the next Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. It's like just... Celebrity status for these sports people, celebrity status for these entrepreneurs. So Warren Buffett's another person. But I think like he's a bit different. Status. You know what? Because, you know, uh, Mike Tyson, you see him n knock down the opponent. So there's no doubt. Elon uh, mm. Musk really builds the cars. There's no doubt. The cars could be worse or bad, but, but he, he, he builds things he's like da vinci you know if you in europe you say leonardo da vinci he's, he's a painter he's an artist he builds things mozart he built music i don't even know how much money he he, he made and, and for me is is irrelevant uh it's like saying how much money jesus christ made during his life i don't care you know it's yeah. the impact is is, is clear yeah so it's different. When, when I see Buffett, I don't know what is the impact. Mm -hmm. What is it that he accumulates, you know, companies and what, what is he really, you know, what is he purpose, his purpose on, on the planet? is nothing. To go to McDonald's and buy his $4 breakfast. No, it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's nothing. It's really uh, vaporware. It, it's, it's nothing. You know, it's, it's, it's not like an athlete or an artist, or a writer. He's not achieving or, anything. Or a scientist, yeah. or, you know, or a scientist that creates new science. A breakthrough or... That has ideas. Even, for example, pure investors, we are talking about the, the Winklevoss twins, they create Bitcoin out of thin air, you know. They, it's not like... If, if, if Buffett now invests on, on Bitcoin, I don't care, you know. I don't care because... it. it he didn't contribute. I don't care that he gets richer. You know, what's the point? Mm. So uh, I really don't see why this Berkshire Hathaway. And and uh, I, I, I don't see it. You know, I, I, I can't get in sync with enthusiasm, the global enthusiasm, 
but I don't see, I don't know what any music, any any science, any any technology, any poem, and any book that he created. His, his contribution to humanity, to the planet, you know, it, it's not proportional to the resources that he has. Who cares that he buys Coca-Cola shares? You know, who cares? Who ca even if he buys Bitcoins, who cares? You know, <laughs> does he going to create anything with that? Yeah. No, yeah. he's not going to create. He's not going to say Coca-Cola accept Bitcoin. He's not going to say. No, no he's never... I struggle to understand why there is this veneration. I think, you, you know, it's uh, taking me back to that one uh, story you had or explanation of the guy building the Taj Mahal and the bricklayer yeah. and the purpose. And I think we can share that story again about, I find it very interesting, the way you looked at it at two people being bricklayers. Yes. I'll let you say the story. No, basically, <laughs> story. basically, what is difficult is when you are laying bricks to understand that you are building a mosque or that you are building a cathedral. And most people just have binary instincts. Either they are a bricklayer, just putting bricks, but he doesn't know what's the purpose of what he's doing. Mm. Or when the cathedral is almost ready, everybody talks talking about it and he's in wonder. Where I see is the value is the one that is laying bricks and already knows what is going to emerge. And this is what gives him focus, what gives him drive, what gives him happiness, what gives him purpose, because he's doing something, build, he's building the future. It's the building that creates, it's cr that mm. creates a uh, better life for ourselves and for others. Because, you know, talking about the new cathedral, what value does it create? I, I, I don't see it. <laughs> you know, a lot of artists also, even singers, huh? Yes. Their, 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 in, their value or their income or, uh, is actually worth more when they die. <laughs> people, people make more, more art, like an artist, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes after he's died and 50 years has gone, his art actually appreciates more in value. Yes. You know? But the value was created when he painted. You understand? Yes. So, so what but, I'm saying is, if the uh, painter people is, never saw the value at that time and never appreciated yes. it at that time. But the, what I, the, 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 for me, the lesson from that is that the painter should not be working to make money. If he makes money, great. But he, he must believe that passion. What he's doing as as value per se is value, even if no one else believes. Has value if even if no one believes. He wants to paint not because others paint them. You, you see, Vincent van Gogh, one of the most mm. painters in the world, he cut his own ear on out of yeah. desperation. He sold one single paint during during his whole life and probably for nothing. He was miserable. All the world, nobody could care about him. But he he wanted to do that. He's not, uh, he's not, he's not, we should not behave because everything has a price. How many scientists work that make, you know, 2,000 euros per month and, and, and change the world? This is the guys that really create value to me. The guy that finds a new scientist. I don't know how much money Albert Einstein had. Probably not much. Probably just a middle class, normal person. Changes the world. And he doesn't need to be paid. He's not doing to get money. He's not doing to get a bigger house. He doesn't. He's doing it because he wants to change things. He wants to find. And I think maybe also had an effect on people's lives. Yeah, so, and, and, whether it's from a religion point of view, like uh, if it's our prophet, peace be upon him. He's doing the right done. thing. When when we do the right thing, when we create things. Um, we feel better, you know. I, I'm I'm 100 sure. If somebody gives him now one billion dollars, I will be party like crazy. But after <laughs> two months, I will start to get nervous. Mm. You know, what's my purpose? You know, because we need to do things. Mm. You know, we need to create. Is is not to accumulate. It's to create. Now, coming back to what I was saying is. A person like our prophet had didn't have money, but yeah. he affected people's lives. That's it. And for fourteen hundred years later, now people still talking about him. That's people it. People still 
uh, lives are still affected. Uh, yes. You know. Yes. So that, 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 that's what change and affecting people and offering value and being in being on the side of the truth. You know, of your own truth. What do we? deeply believe you understand without needing that other people agree other people validate other people confirm there is a core inner truth that's where the value is but but you know like a lot of these uh celebrities or uh, they have they just chase money and then once they have the money a lot of them commit suicide you know uh, i'm sure you've seen that where people who are big celebrities in Hollywood or famous people because their lives are just empty. They have no purpose. They were just, it's just the money after money. Uh, and then it becomes drugs and whatnot. So uh, I think you have to have a purpose in life and serve uh, whether it's humanity or innovate or do something. Yes, because if you deposit your own self-esteem, own self-worth, on uh Mohammed, are you there yeah i'm here okay, okay, just okay. putting the video okay. off because it was lagging okay because if we if, if we deposit our own self-worth of our own self-esteem on the appreciation of others being it because the others give us money or give us applause or mm -hmm. praises or or fame then we they then the others can take it away from us mm -hmm. And, and losing is very painful. But if it's something that is core, inner core, no one can steal it from us. If it's a core belief, a core faith, a core uh, studying, learning, no one can block us from that. But I think so every great business that started in uh, garages, right, like Microsoft and Apple and companies that started, you know, just as startups, they had to have that uh, core belief. Yes. You know? Yes. Because they didn't know it's going to be a success. Yes. They, 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 fa they were facing failure. Uh, I mean, it, every day there was an option of failure, but they still got up, put their boots on, and went out there and tried to make it work. So... Because they are creating... Belief is they are creating enough. something new. They are creating something new. I think there is a, a huge difference of a business that starts to create something that still does not exist or a business let's say i i i buy plastic plates from from china yeah and mm. i buy plastic plates and i sell it here no mm. if i don't sell it someone someone else is going to sell so mm. i'm just disputing if i'm getting the money myself or letting other money other guy mm. get the money but the market in Portugal has plastic plates. Either I do it or I don't do it. So, in fact, the value creation is very, very minimal because no one cares about my brand. Nobody cares about my values. Nobody cares about anything. The only thing they care is the plastic plate is good price or not or not good price. Yes. And then, then you just start chopping everyone's price and it becomes... Uh, that's what China's done to a lot of people or, or to most of the world. You know? This is the kind of business that doesn't excite me. If you don't, if it doesn't, I think it's different. For example, if you find the market and you say, "Wow, this market plastic plates are so expensive that my mission in life is to make them affordable." Okay, this I like because it's generating value. But if it's just competing for market share, you know, I just prefer to let other person do it. You know, if 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 he's doing it well and with good price and the good volumes, and the population in the market likes the plates he brings from China, let someone else do it. But uh, to have purpose in life, we have to improve life for others first. Have an impact in society for others, create something good. And I think that all these tech startups that become now the big tech started a bit like this, changing. Yeah, I'm with you. Yes. Yeah? Are you still there? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is it breaking a yes, lot? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. It was, but um, uh, that's why I put the video off. Okay, okay. So, so coming back to these companies, look, we we at Five Thousand Miles have seen a lot of companies. You've met a lot of CEOs, mm -hmm. business owners, uh, even on your podcast or through the company. Were there any that stood out? 
that you thought created a lot of value or where the CEO uh, started the company from the bottom up that stood out to you and you were impressed? Yeah, I, I, normally I mean, I'm, I'm impressed by guys that started uh, from scratch, from scratch, from zero, and mm. have high execution capacity. This is what impresses me normally. Uh, we we interviewed guys here that have factories of you know hundreds of employees that produce components for um, BMW, even Bugatti, you know, for all these international brands, and they started from literally zero. And you enter the the factory, wow. and you feel that you are like in Germany or in the United States, mega factories mm. with robots, everything automated. And you know, with with uh, hundreds of millions of euros turnovers, and uh, all clients are multinational, large companies. Uh, this is this is examples. Um, but also, guys, for example, the opposite, small guys, but that make money. The guys that, for example, we took for Niger to Nigeria to to sell uh, vacuum cleaners at at three thousand euros per vacuum cleaner. And oh, yeah, now yeah. they sell they, they, they sell fifty vacuum cleaners per day. Yeah, sure. is is true uh, capacity to execute something out of nothing? And these guys is very interesting because they went the couple went to Nigeria, took a newborn son with them, so massive yeah. risk and family exposure. And they build a relevant business, you know, because three thousand euros per day, every single day, it's it's uh, it's relevant. Yeah, just just selling vacuum cleaners. And yeah, what you're saying, but only on into Nigeria. They they had the business in Portugal, in Angola, and then with five thousand miles, they opened Nigeria. Just examples wow. of people. I just you know we talk with so many guys. I could yeah. be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But from a guy that builds a, a huge company, this guy that sells for BMW and everything, he's also has yeah, factories that, in Brazil. So in that's Mexico. not just zero to one. That's zero to maybe hundreds of millions of dollars, yes. million euros. Yes, that's very impressive. But is the I mean, capacity? You can probably see the blood and the sweat when you walk through that factory, and it's probably a proud moment to think that he started from zero. Yes, I found it very, for example, very interesting. You enter and the receptionist was, was a South African receptionist here okay. in Portugal. Okay. Very happy, very positive. And then I mentioned to him, "Oh, the receptionist is 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 outstanding. You know, he feels you feel feel uh, welcome immediately." He said, "No, you know what? I make sure that she has the best chair in the whole company." The, her chair is much more expensive than my own chair because wow. she's the wow. one that is sitting all day, not me. I have to walk mm. through the factory, go to meetings, so her chair should be better than mine. You see the mentality. Give the receptionist yeah. the best chair, maybe a 2,000 euro chair to receptionist. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting to talk with these guys that have different I, philosophies. I also find it very interesting to meet people like that because <laughs> you, you're getting to learn directly from the horse's mouth, the people that did the work. Yes. You, don't want, you know, reading a book is one thing, watching YouTube videos is one thing, but meeting people that actually can talk the talk. Yes. You know, talk the walk. That's yeah, it. So, so very soon, when we reach 10 episodes, maybe maybe for the episode number 10, we bring a guest. What do you think? Yeah. To I celebrate think the, tenth, the tenth episode. Huh? Yeah, it would be interesting. And then we also have some guys in South Africa that we could bring through and we could... That's uh, it. Should be, should be from South Africa. Globally. Because should yeah, be English-speaking. English-speaking guys, yeah. I think, look, in 5,000 miles, uh, we are there to connect people globally, right? And uh, there are people in South Africa that have really tried to scale globally and they have yes. challenges. And maybe we could identify a few of these guys that want to go internationally or have already gone and um, see how they scaled. I mean, there's some South Africans that started off, as you said, you know, where they built the business themselves from small places, places in Durban. And today they've got businesses in uh, Dubai or London and they hold big positions there. I'm looking so forward it to it. I, I think it's going to be exciting. Let's, let's, yeah. I, I like targets. So let's say our first guest is episode mm -hmm. number 10. What do you say? 
no problem. Uh, no problem. So no this problem. is six. We on so, six. So we need another another three, and then we start bringing guests. Okay. Because then we'll be already uh, very much at ease and very well trained, and we can start okay. bringing more people. We have to see if on your side we need a second microphone for. Well, with Clive, we'll figure out the setup. Yeah, I'll take care of everything. <laughs> I think that would be that. That would make the conversations more interesting because you know uh, we need something, some newness at every podcast, and some and and different input, and it will help the conversation grow. But at the end of the day, you and I will always can select our guest on the interests of our our interests. Of Obviously, course, as you said, uh, you know. And as we discuss, uh, have our meetings on our business, and, and when we need to figure out things, we could just invite a person that can help us figure out our answers and help us uh, scale our international business. That's fantastic. I'm looking forward to be, to that, be in that, touch with the local community. I think that's a good note to finish off on. I, I, it's a good note to finish off on. Fantastic, my friends. Okay. Thank you. Thanks talking to you again. See you next week. <laughs> Keep well. See you next Bye -bye. week. Thank you. Bye.